What is going on everybody? This is the Big Breakdown with Jose Ledesma and today on this special day we are going to do something different on the show. Um, I post it on all my social media but if you haven't seen it yet I talk about we're going to be incorporating films into this podcast so of course this will still be a podcast that talks about football and sports in general but we're also going to be incorporating films, uh, doing rankings, uh, just my thoughts on certain movies. Just you know, we're just going to be incorporating movies and TV shows as well. So, wanted to throw that in there. I hope you guys appreciate this new content, um, and and let's get this started. So today's episode, kicking off this new film genre part of the podcast, is I'm going to be ranking all the X Men movies that were released by Fox since now Fox is owned by Disney, and they're going to be doing their own X-Men universe one day, whenever that day is going to be. I will be doing everything that Fox released in the X-Men universe, uh, or ranking it all, um, which is, of course, the X-Men movies, uh, the Deadpool movies, and the spin-off Wolverine movies. So, uh, and then the last, uh, the New Mutants as well. The New Mutants uh, will go in there as well. So everything that got released by Fox these last 20 years will go on this list so without further ado let us get started uh total films were released by fox were 13 of them if you didn't know so now that you do in last place we have wolverine origins um i don't think too much needs to be said about this everyone knows if you're a fan of x-men or marvel in general uh, or superhero movies in general this movie is just fucking dog shit so we're just gonna leave it at that off to the next one we have number 12 dark phoenix um this movie i I, it got a lot of hate when it came out and i didn't see it until recently when the movie got released on disney plus and i thought maybe you know it couldn't be that bad and turns out it's that bad so um yeah it's just a complete mess uh and a lot of rumors and and articles that came out about this movie were that um since they knew that uh disney was gonna buy them out or whatever and they knew this was gonna be the last x-men movie that that uh the cast and the crew just didn't really put that much effort or care into this movie and you absolutely see it it's it's bad man like you is you can tell that everyone's checked out in this movie um most notably uh professor xavier and magneto the two stars of the prequel trilogy or prequel movies um nobody wants to really be there the writing was horrible um i don't know how simon kinberg uh the longtime writer of the x-men's movie x-men movies got to write this i mean got to direct this uh it was his directorial debut and it shows dude was yeah he doesn't know what he's doing as a director um and i don't I, I think the, there was issues with Brian Singer wanting to move on from the X-Men universe, which is why after Apocalypse, he didn't do Dark Phoenix. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I, I hate it. I hate this movie. It's, it's totally unwatchable. So Dark Phoenix and Wolverine Origins are movies I would consider completely unwatchable. Um, yeah, it's, they're sins. Off to number 11, we have New Mutants. So, this was a movie that was in production hell for, I want to say, five to six years. And they they couldn't figure out the, the story, the writing. They couldn't find a director. They had problems with the budget. Like, it, it was just literally everything that could go wrong went wrong. And a lot of people didn't expect it to get released, but it did, shockingly. 
So me watching it, I just literally watched it like today. I, I see, I have seen all these X-Men movies a bunch of times already, except Wolverine origins and dark Phoenix. And I literally just decided to watch new mutants this morning. And it's, it's not unwatchable like the last two on the list, but it's definitely a mess. And it's a movie. I don't really see myself revisiting on purpose. If that makes sense. Like if it's a movie where nothing else is on and I'm just bored, I'll probably put it on. Um, which is a shame because had this movie not been a mess, you can definitely see the potential of where it could have been. Um, the cast was, was, was well, you know what I mean? They have good talent in the casting and the writing and the storytelling is just where it really, really lacks. Um, you know, you don't really get to flesh out these characters and who they really are. You just kind of get their powers and who they are as a personality. I mean, to somewhat extent, not really. Um, but yeah, man, it just feels for a movie that was in production hell for so long. It feels so rushed. Like as soon as you start getting into the characters, like, you know, there's the big finale and you know, it's over. So it's, it's, it's all over the place. It's a mess, but it's, it's not garbage. If that makes sense. Um, off to number 10, kicking off the top 10, we have X-Men last stand. Um, this movie is so disappointing because I think Fox's biggest problem was with the X-Men properties that they just never could get is treating the, the original trilogy like a trilogy. Um, and it's another movie like new Mutants where it's frustrating because there was so much potential, but they Fox did it themselves because Brian Singer had a, had his own vision and the studio wanted this to be more of like an action finale to a trilogy type movie, which is what ended up being, which is why Brian Singer after this movie was, wasn't associated with X-Men for a long time. Um, because of this film and how it ended and how it's not even Brian Singer's movie. They had, uh, I forgot which director it was, um, but they had another Matthew Vaughn. They had him take over or was it Matthew Vaughn or it was someone else. They had someone take over the rest of this movie halfway through and it shows it's a completely different movie after the first like 30, 40 minutes. And you can just tell it was a different director at the helm, which I don't blame the director necessarily. I blame completely the studio for this mess. Um, and it's frustrating. Why I say it's frustrating because the mutant cure storyline is really compelling. That part of the movie is what really gets me to watch it because it's, it's a storyline that has so much potential and it could have really been its own movie. You didn't have to bring in the Phoenix saga for this movie to be great. It literally would have been great with just the mutant cure storyline by itself. And that action, the, the third act with the, the huge action action scene, uh, where everyone's fighting each other. It's just, it's just messy. It's, it's, it's just all over the place, man. It's a completely different movie when, and once Brian Singer leaves and you can tell, and it's disappointing considering that you had a great story with the mutant cure, which could have been its own movie, but you felt like you had to bring in the Phoenix saga when you really didn't that the Phoenix saga needs to be its own movie. And Fox got it messed up twice. Like they couldn't get it right both times. And I'm just glad Disney hopefully can get this shit right down the road whenever Disney introduces the X-Men universe. Um, but you have to give it its own movie, its own time. Like, you know, instead of rushing it. And then in both times that they did the Phoenix saga, they treated Jean Grey like a ticking time, a, a t like a, 
like an irritable ticking time bomb instead of treating her powers in this Phoenix saga really what it is. And it's really like fucked up because it's just completely like ruins her character in my opinion. Like it just makes her seem like a hormonal ticking time bomb that's just going to scream and kill you. Then rather just, you know, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. I'll just leave it at that. Um, at number nine, we're going to do the X-Men Apocalypse. Um, this was a movie where it got a lot of hate where it came out and I didn't see it until 2018. Um, and when I first watched it, I didn't like it. I, I just didn't like it for some, whatever my reasons were back then. Um, but then I rewatched it again more recently, like a couple months ago, and I actually really enjoyed this movie. My biggest issue with this movie is Apocalypse himself. And it has nothing to do with Oscar Isaac. He's a great actor. It just, he doesn't seem menacing. He doesn't seem like Apocalypse. Like, for example, the reason why Thanos worked in the MCU is because he seems like a threatening, world-ending monster. Where in, in, in Josh Brolin, the actor of Thanos, does a great job of conveying that on screen. Whereas in Apocalypse... Oscar Isaac, and and this is not a knock on Isaac. You know, I mean, it's going to seem like it, but I'm not trying to. Oscar Isaac is a great actor, but he's only like 5'8 and 180, 90 pounds. Like, he's not a big dude. And it, it seems like it on screen when you're watching Apocalypse. He seems like a short guy who, you know, he just doesn't seem menacing. You don't look at him and think, oh, he's going to destroy the world. He, he just doesn't give that to me. Like Magneto is more menacing and threatening in any of these, in any of these prequel movies than apocalypse tries to be in this one movie. But I blame that more on the studio. It was, it was a mishire. You should have brought in an actor with more of a menacing, bigger, stronger look. And even if it was Oscar Isaac, like if you had to have Oscar Isaac in this role, then size him up like you did in the dream sequence with him and uh, Professor X uh, when they were in that when they were fighting each other in Apocalypse's mind. Like when he sized up the way he did, like that's how you should have had him the entire movie, and then it would have been better. Um, I honestly would have been perfectly fine with that. Um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I like the way they introduced uh, Angel and and and, and Storm. Um, and the story is a little muddy, like it's kind of, you know, I mean, a little, little all over the place in terms of pacing, but you know, I, I really enjoy the movie. It's, it's a fun action popcorn type movie. Like it's not horrible and it's not, but it's not great. And that's where it's kind of frustrating. It could have been great. Kind of like X-Men last stand, like what I was talking about. Um, frustrating watch next at number eight is the Wolverine. Um, the second try at Wolverine's spinoff movies I think was a success a lot of people dislike this movie and I get that the third act with the the robot samurai is not great CGI and just doesn't come out looking great but I think up until that point this is like a really really good movie not even just X-Men Wolverine movie I think this is a really really good movie for Wolverine to be in the setup in Japan and the, the way his, his, uh, he has to handle his, he's handling, he's trying to handle his demons throughout the whole movie. I think it's a, it's a really good movie that just kind of got 
super big CGI third act action scene that was kind of a mess. And it's frustrating, you know. It's it's going to be a word you hear a lot of me talking about these movies because there's certain parts that, that Fox just would mess up and couldn't get right for some reason. But I really did enjoy The Wolverine. I would definitely watch this more than Apocalypse and X and Last Stand, hence why it's above them on this list. But, you know, it's it's a little frustrating how they handled that, that last scene uh, with Wolverine fighting the robot samurai shit. Um, next on the list at number seven is Deadpool one, um, Deadpool one and two. I feel the exact same way about, um, the only reason why technically Deadpool two is above Deadpool one is it just does a little bit more because it can with the bigger budget and whatnot, but I'll just categorize Deadpool one and two the same. I really love them in terms of what they are. They're, they're really fun action comedies, and Ryan Reynolds is fucking amazing in both of them. There's no doubting about it, what he does for the role. He is Deadpool. He is the guy. There is no questions about it. Um, you know, just Deadpool 2 does a little bit more, which is why I have it above it. But it's it just, it's I really love both of them. And I think Deadpool 1, where it really hits home for me, and is is that watching it the first time when I did, when it came out in theaters... I think was its own special experience. It's kind of like a high that you can't get back. And which is why I would put Deadpool. Another reason why Deadpool, Deadpool one is a little lower than two is when you first see it as its own thing, its own experience in the theaters for the first time, it's just, it was its own thing. It was magical. I loved it. I still love it, but Deadpool two just goes a little bit more. So Deadpool 7, Deadpool 6, Deadpool 2 is 6 on the list, um, because I kind of talk about both in this category, and Josh Brolin as, as, um, as, uh, Cable, or, yeah, Cable is fucking awesome, you know, I love that, and Domino, I love Domino and Deadpool 2, like, Deadpool 2 is just a little bit better, but since we talked about both of them in this one, we'll just skip to number 5, which is the original X-Men. I really enjoy this movie a lot. I really do. I just feel in certain aspects of the movie, it's a little dated, you know, and it's not really necessarily a knock. It's just a fact, you know, like a movie that came out in 2000 isn't going to look as good as some of the other movies on the list that we've talked about, but it's still a really enjoyable movie. And I, and I appreciate for it being the first big blockbuster superhero movie that became super successful and really helped kick off Spider-Man with Sony. And then obviously eventually the MCU, which is, you know, the big, the big dog in superhero movies right now. Um, but yeah, it it, it was this movie that helped start everything. I, I, and I give all the props to blade, which, you know, if you know me, I'm a huge blade fan. Um, but it didn't have the huge box office success as X-Men, which then was able to help, like I already mentioned, mainstream superhero movies. So I give it for its props for that, but it definitely has its moments where it's a little dated graphics wise. And, you know, it just seems a little older, but it's still a movie you have to have, um, higher up on the list compared to the other movies that I've talked about for what it did for superhero and for the X-Men franchise. Off to number four, X-Men First Class. I, I really, really, this is a movie I can probably, one of the, one of the movies I can rewatch the most on this list, 
just because it's so fun. It has the action. You know, um, James McAvoy being introduced as Professor Xavier is, is awesome. He's a great actor. Um, and, and Michael Fassbender, my God, he, he is perfect as Magneto. You know, it's, he's great. You know, just those two guys, they really carry this movie. Those, those two actors playing Professor Xavier and Magneto really carry the movie. And Matthew Vaughn directing did a great job of giving this a reboot and starting this over, this franchise over again when it needed it. Um, it's it's a super fun movie, man. I, I, I can just rewatch it over and over again and never get old to me. Um, and I enjoy all the characters good and on the good and bad side, you know. I like the villain. The villain is, is, you know, it's a very solid villain. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just great. I really enjoy it. I really love it. And it just gives you that really glimpse of what you would want in a prequel X-Men movie. It just does its damn job. Period. Point blank. Um, number three. Now the top three was for sure the toughest part of my list. Um, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to make the list so we can make this episode. So at number three was X-Men 2 United. Um, that opening sequence with Nightcrawler attacking the president is is, is fucking mwah, mag- magnifi- magnifico. You know, it, it's great. I love that scene. And what that first X-Men movie did laying the foundation allowed this movie X-Men 2 United to just really take off story narratively um, action graphics like literally everything it it literally improved so much from the first movie to this movie while still not being a super CGI fest like there's still practical effects and it's just amazing man I really love this movie that opening sequence is, is unmatched um and just overall that that final the final fight scene too with weapon x and uh and um wolverine and then the whole the mind games between um professor xavier when he was being tricked by the other telepath um i forgot his the character's name but it was a striker's son um that whole scene i love that scene even though it can be a little frustrating because it's like damn professor like you're literally like you know what i mean you're getting fooled around by this guy. Um, but yeah, everything I love about this movie, even the, I mean, if you haven't seen these, these movies, I mean, it's kind of silly. It's been almost 20 years, but spoilers when, even when Jean gray goes out and sacrifices herself to make sure that the X-Men can get out safely and survive the, 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 the waters. Cause before they get flooded, you know, it's, that's another, like, that's a great scene. You know, it really pulls off the emotion and needs to pull off. And I just really, I, this movie's great, man. I, there's not much I can say. Um, I love the cast. Um, and yeah, that's, it's just a great movie. X-Men Days of Future Past. So is number two. So this, this and number one were movies I was really debating, really debating whether, when, which one should be number one and which one should be two. But you know, this the next movie is just a movie I, I cannot call it anything other than perfect, and this movie is damn near perfect as well. Um, X Men Days of Future Past is a damn near perfect movie um, in terms of this franchise and superhero movies in general. Um, it, it really does everything you would want it to do. So 
in days in uh, first class, the way it set up the prequels, the prequel franchise and everything was great. And then now you get to bring back the X-Men we knew from the original trilogy along with mixing these prequel uh, versions of those characters into where they can even talk to each other too. Like when both Professor X's are talking to each other, it's it's a great scene. I love that scene. And the storyline is great too. You know, it brings in the Sentinels. Um, it, it talks about how they're able to take over the world and, you know, and, and how the world got to be where it was in the current X-Men timeline. And... I just, I just, and using Mystique as the secret weapon, secret sauce for that. So you have to find Mystique. You have to find out where she is. Why is she doing what she's doing? Why isn't she listening to Eric, AKA Magneto? You know, it's, it's great. I love the movie. It, it literally, it's, it's just a movie. And a lot of the, and a lot of the movies on the list do this, not a lot, but some of the movies do this on the list where it just locks you in those first, that opening scene, it just sucks you in. And then you're just along for this ride. That's the best way I can explain this movie. That's what this movie is. It's a, it's something you just get sucked into immediately. And then you just can't get off the ride. It's, it's amazing. It's fun. I, I just, I, I really love this movie, man. It's, and I think it does everything you would want a time travel movie to do. And it's one of the time travel movies that actually is executed really, really well. Like, just extremely well for... Because for some reason, time travel movies are always so hard to do have done right. And this is one of those movies that does it right. And, and, and just a little cherry on top, the funny thing about this movie is that it literally, while it's doing all this time traveling stuff, it literally deletes the, the X-Men Last Stand and deletes the uh, Wolverine Origins from the, from the timeline. So that's another fun thing I love about this movie. It eliminates the bad parts of the franchise on purpose. And the other part I can't forget about this is that this is when Brian Singer returned to the franchise. This is his, him as this is the movie he directed as a way to come back into the X-Men franchise. And man, did he not fucking miss with this? I, I love this movie so damn much, man. It's just, it does the time travel. Well, it's, you know, it, it, it brings in fucking certain elements that could be very interesting. Um, oh, like for an example, like this movie hints at um, Quicksilver being the son of Magneto. And that's another part I forgot to mention in my Apocalypse part. My apologies. So back to Apocalypse. The reason why it's kind of low on the list too is that it just basically ignores that whole scenario and doesn't ever address it. And that... Quicksilver knows he's Magneto's dad, but doesn't ever tell him, which is why I kind of hate Dark Phoenix too. But anyway, so it hints in Days of Future Past, it hints at that. And obviously you can't talk about this movie without also talking about Quicksilver's scene when breaking out, when they were breaking out Magneto. That right there is fucking one of my favorite scenes of any movie, period, point blank. It's so damn fun, man. And I love the one that's in uh, Apocalypse as well. But, I, you know, you can't go wrong with this original one. It's fucking great. Um, you know, who's just having fun going in slow-mo, moving all the bullets. And I, I just fucking love that scene as well, man. There's so many things about this movie I can just keep going on and on about. But we got to move on. And everybody knows this. I mean, at least I would expect everyone to choose this. But, I mean, it has to be number one, right? Logan. 
Logan has to be number one, bro. It's it's the movie we expected the franchise to end at. We didn't expect Dark Phoenix to be ending on such ending the franchise on such a shitty note. This was the movie that was supposed to end the X Men franchise, and it's fucking just. This movie was Oscar worthy in my opinion. I'm I'm just gonna say it. You can you the year it came out. In 2017, when it came out, I thought it was Oscar-worthy. I thought Hugh Jackman was deserving of at least being nominated for Best Actor. You know, Patrick Stewart nominated, at least in my opinion, for Best um, um, uh, Supporting Actor. Like, this movie, man, is just is perfection. It, it is. It's It knows what it wants to do, and it executes it at the highest level with being while being grounded and and i know it's kind of funny to say well how can you be grounded in a superhero movie well this movie's not really a superhero movie it's a story about a man who has powers but is at the end of his ropes you know he knows like he feels old he's you know it's kind of gives him that oh it's at the end of my time at the end of my life you know he's just he's struggling with, uh, I guess, his immortality, I would say a little bit of, there's a little bit of that in this movie, and it's old man Logan, like, it's, he's been through it all, done it all, and he's just living his life with Professor Xavier, who's unable to really control his powers, and he's struggling with that as well, and it's so crazy to see these two icons in such a, like, grounded and kind of like struggling state, I guess to say, I don't know how to explain it, but like in such a grounded and like, they're kind of struggling with their, 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 their at the end of their ropes. And you know, it's just, and then to bring in the little girl and to have her be like their way to be heroes again. And it's just, it's a Western it's really a Western more than anything, in my opinion. And it's a Western fucking well done. And then the heroes end when Wolverine... I, I don't want to explain. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, it's already been out, but I don't want to spoil it, man. It's just a great fucking movie. And, you know, it gives that one send-off, uh, send, uh, one final send-off for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And it didn't fucking disappoint. Not a single second. It's it's a movie that I... I it's... Man, it's... It's perfect from beginning to end. There's no downtime. There's no like, well, they could have did that better. No, there's none of that in this movie for me. I, I literally give it the gold star, <laughs> you know? Um, and it just makes you think like, damn, it's just crazy that Hugh Jackman played this character for so long and he was so like great at his role and it, it came to an end, you know, it's, he's no longer Wolverine and it end with it ended with the old man Logan storyline, which is perfect. Couldn't couldn't have chosen a better storyline, and I don't know, man. I, I just it's perfect to me. I don't know how else to explain it. But that is my list, everyone. I appreciate you guys so much for giving it a listen, and I really hope you guys continue to support and to give me your feedback. Of course, if if you don't agree with my list, this is just my list. If you don't agree with it, let me know. I mean, obviously, don't be disrespectful about it. Let's have a conversation. Hey, I I just think this one's better because this. You know, that's why I love doing this because I love getting people's feedback. 
you know, it's, and I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Like I said, um, on social media, you know, if you guys want to keep up and, you know, just, or give me your opinion on whether you think your list is whatever your list is, hit me up on social media, man. Um, PR underscore poppy nine one six Instagram, um, Facebook, it's Jose Ledesma. Um, yeah, man, it's, I, I love this. I love, I wanted to really do this, this list as my first introductory, uh, film part of the podcast, because if you guys don't really know, then Fox who had owned the X-Men property rights, um, for film had been, has now been bought by Disney, which owns the Marvel slash MCU universe. And now that since that era is over for Fox, and since it'll be now going to MCU, I thought this would be a great time to kind of just, since it's now over, to really do this list and to give my thoughts and rankings on all these movies. Um, and I'm really excited for when the MCU finally does X-Men and Fantastic Four and all these new characters, and Blade and all these characters. Um, I just hope that if they don't do anything else, that they at least do the Phoenix Saga correct. They, they finally give that its justice whenever they start making these movies. And the only other thing I'll say to Marvel that they shouldn't do is recast Wolverine. Do not recast Wolverine. Wolverine, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is an untouchable, is one of those untouchable, unspoken cinema rules you just don't break. It's, what is, what is a, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. It's, um... It's just, it's just characters in movies you can just never imagine anyone else playing, like, ever. And, and it just, like, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone is Rocky Balboa. And, you know, so many other characters in movies um, are Tony, uh, Iron, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Um, Steve Rogers is Captain America. Like, there's just characters you just can, um, as you can just not see anyone else playing. And Hugh Jackman is one of them, and you should not recast Wolverine. Um, and one, one more thing, I'm sorry, I know it's getting a little longer winded, um, but one more thing I will say that the X-Men franchise did not do right is developing, and I'm talking about the original trilogy, or actually you can say that about both prequels and the regular movies that came out years ago, was that they, they should have treated these movies as a saga as of instead of uh, trilogies and stuff, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to rush these storylines. You don't have to rush these characters. All these characters have storylines and, and, and arcs and character developments that can take movies and movies to, to flush out. And they're beloved characters. You know, you didn't have to one note. Like, like for example, like as much as I love the original X-Men trilogy, they did Cyclops dirty in terms of character development and they and these movies those movies were more so treated like the Wolverine movies rather than the X-Men movies which is why the trilogy part never worked in my opinion you have to really develop these characters you have to show them their love which is why I think it'll work in the MCU because the MCU isn't really about making movie forcing movies into a trilogy box I think MCU will flush out these characters. I think Cyclops will get his due. I think um, 
I think what's his name? Uh, what is the other character? I think Gambit will obviously be a character to be talked about and be a part of the X Men universe. Um, I think uh, what is another character that kind of didn't get his due? I mean, there's multiple characters, but um, Storm didn't really get her due. Um, there's one character in particular I'm like super struggling with to try to remember. Um, there's Wolverine. So, oh, Rogue. Rogue. Rogue is for sure one of them that didn't get her due. Um, she just kind of got treated as like the the kid in the movies that never got respect and you know was just a scared kid. Um, but yeah, man. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you guys will enjoy this part of the podcast. Like I said, give me your thoughts and and, and your rankings as well if you would like. Um, but yeah, there will be definitely more of this. And I will probably do rankings of directors and their movies. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that. If you guys want a particular director for me to do, let me know on those social medias that I talked about. Um, because I, I love movies. I love TV shows. If you guys want me to rank TV shows, I'm down to do that too. I'm not a huge TV show person. I love TV, certain TV shows that I've watched. But I'm, I'm more so into movies than TV shows themselves. Or at least I, I'll say that I've watched more movies than TV shows. Um, so yeah. Um, whichever director you want me to start ranking. Whether I've watched all their movies or not. I will watch all their movies just to do a list. Let me know. Appreciate you guys so much for being here on the Big Breakdown with Jose Ledesma. And have a good day.